WOWDLP Tacoma Park. The sacred writings of the Baha'i Faith teach that music is a ladder for the soul. My name is Jack Gordon, and I'm host of Interfaith Ish. On this ongoing series of conversations that I'm calling Soul Ladder Music, I invite you to climb with me as we hear songs and stories from a diverse array of musicians who connect sound and spirit. This week I'm sharing another interview I did while on a recent visit to Ghana. Adama is a small singer with a huge vocal range. Her talent, and what seems like divine guidance, rocketed her to popularity, but surprisingly the reluctant star was unsure fame was what she ultimately wanted. In our conversation, Adama and I explore how her family's roots in the church provided her with a spiritual connection to music, and how she's using her voice and her platform to discuss important mental health issues. I appreciate how Adama, as a self-described shy person, was still so candid about her journey right from the start of our interview. So enjoy my conversation with Adama. So Adama, I, I wanted to start by asking you right off the bat, do you remember the first time that you really felt like you had a soul connection with a piece of music? I've always had music in my family. My Everybody in my family has some music inclinations. Um, but I never really thought that I would be a performer mm. or I would sing. It never crossed my mind. I just knew it was something that I could do, but it wasn't. I hadn't set my sights on it at all. And so it sort of happened in 2015, it was out of the blue, which took me quite by surprise. Mm. So it took a while for me to get into this space because all of a sudden it just felt like I was now being referred to as an artist, like you're a musician. And it's like, I hadn't ever thought about it like that. I just knew I liked to sing, but the business and the professional side that came to it was not something I was used to. And it was sort of a whirlwind it that you got swept up it in. Was, it was yesterday, nobody, <laughs> today, <laughs> everybody, like it was very, very, very fast. Wow. So it took a very long time for me to mentally get mm. into all of it. And I enjoyed it. It's not to say I didn't enjoy it, but the extras that come with it. It's, it's one thing to just love to sing right. in your bathroom or in church yeah. or just with your family, just randomly sing. It's another thing to be an artist performing in front of a lot of people, rehearsals, um, dealing with fans. All of a sudden you're a celebrity, all these standards and and <laughs> and and you know people looking up to you i, I never mm. re I, i'm a very shy very very shy reserved quiet person that 
even when I was in school, lots of people didn't know me. So when I came out um, as an artist and people were like, oh, what school did you go to? And they're like, I went to, like, you went to my school? <laughs> were like, you were there also. Exactly, I didn't know you <laughs> That shy girl so in the exactly, corner. Exactly, <laughs> so to move from that to this, it took a, a huge toll on me. And I also hadn't really, as much as I loved making music, I hadn't, it hadn't clicked inside me that this is something I wanted to do at the time. It just felt like, oh, I did one cover, it blew up. So, okay, let's, 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 just, let's just ride the wave. And so I was just riding the wave. There was no sense of direction, no purpose, mm. none of that. I loved it, but like, no, all of that basically had a huge effect on me. And aside that, I got into some really bad deals, music deals with oh. some people, which just further deteriorated my mental health and aside the music there was just a lot of personal things family so many issues that were going on at the same time so it was like there was a lot so I had a mental breakdown I was severely depressed and I was actually suicidal wow. and at a point in time I I'd never had panic attacks before mm, but mm. after a while it felt like every time I wanted to sing a song just casually sing a song or record or someone would send me music and I want to work on music or write I would instantly have a panic attack and I couldn't do it. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I can't, I can't come and kill myself. <laughs> so basically I, I quit. But in that time I didn't have anything to do. I wasn't doing anything because I had quit my job. I used to work as a journalist. Not really, I, I was like behind the scenes because I don't like being in the spotlight. Okay. So like I was a business and entertainment researcher at one of the TV stations here in Ghana. Okay. And so I had quit that and I was doing music full time. So quitting music, it felt like I didn't have any to do there was no I didn't know what to do and you just, just just begun I literally I just as we was like two years in so I like I, I had to quit because like it was too much for me and so in that period I was just very depressed and I remember praying and it, it was also hard because like you see this is the studio and that's my house yes it felt very triggering because mm. all of it coming home home didn't even feel like a safe space anymore because the music was made here. Mm. So I felt like I needed I needed to be away in a completely different environment. I didn't want to be here and have to deal with all the triggers. And I wanted to do something else. I've always loved acting and film, but I never gotten the opportunity. And so I'd, I remember talking with my parents and just trying to figure out what I could do. I wanted to be away for a while. And I prayed about it, but at that time there was no obvious <laughs> there was nothing that would lead to anything so i just felt like i was very i was just abandoned and miraculously up to now i still don't know how that happened miraculously i got a call from a production company for a tv series in nigeria and i remember before that i had listed some three places i wanted to go because i have family in the in the states so i was like okay maybe i'll go visit my family in the states and be there for a while so that different environments i have family in the uk so i thought maybe i'd go there or i have family in nigeria so i could do with three places mm. so it was just weird that not long after that a production command i i hadn't even done anything acting wise that was really big or anything because people mostly knew me as a musician not as a an actor so it was very weird yeah. that someone called me in nigeria offered me the biggest paycheck i'd ever seen in my <laughs> life at the time and said we need you to play lead on a tv show so come 
and it was like the perfect thing I needed because it was a different environment wow. for the exact time I wanted because I, I mentioned I wanted to be there for six months and was doing something else. I wanted a different environment. I wanted to be doing something else and I just wanted to be away. Mm. And that was exactly what I needed at that time. And that's what Utopia, basically that's what the song was about in that journey because when I think about it, I still have goosebumps because I needed that. I, I was suicidal and that just felt like the escape I needed to center myself and to be sane again. It felt like I, there was felt like I was burning and just being away doing something else I loved in a different environment, finding myself again felt like an escape, felt mm. like someone poured water on me and I was like so much better. And so that's what the song, that's what inspired the song. So every, even when I was working on the song and just chronicling everything, I tried to, I poured, basically poured that entire experience, what it felt like to be, feel, to feel like you're burning and then now you're you've been saved well wow. yeah that's basically what the song is and no song has you know i don't i don't think any song ha has connected with me as deeply as that particular song so that's when you ask this question like no brainer you you, you jumped right into it <laughs> that's a, this is a much deeper <laughs> answer than i was expecting to get <laughs> so that's definitely that's a, an amazing one and yeah. and i you know and i think it's a it's a beautiful song um you know that that I think it really evokes this idea that you're talking about what does freedom look like? What exactly. does it mean to be free? Exactly. And and it sounds like you're in a much better place now. Absolutely. Carrying that peace Absolutely. with you day, day by day. Absolutely. Let's take a step back and, and I want to hear a little bit about, um, you know, how you were raised, how you grew up. Um, did you have spiritual traditions or religious traditions yeah. in your household? What did yeah. that look like for you? Um, so my dad is a pastor. Oh, okay. So I'm oh, you're a PK. A PK. PK. <laughs> Pastor's kid. I'm a PK. So I've grown uh -huh. up a Christian. I've basically grown up in the church. Um, I, I, I'd say when I was younger, my mom, well, my mom said I was very outgoing, but I don't know what happened. Life, formative years, I just became this very shy person. Mm. So music was what I used to 
escape into you know just get lost in music and it was like my blanket it was like security blanket so i hadn't really thought of music as a performing thing but it was just like my my safe space like my first love yeah. basically yeah. and so that's that's the relationship i had with music but yeah i, I grew up um christian and i've I've been Christian for a while. For at some points, it felt like I struggled a bit because I I I, I struggled because I grew up knowing all the doctrines the about Jesus and all of that, but I didn't feel like I had connected properly with it because it's just what I grew up in. So at some points, it felt like I had to figure that out for myself. Yes, yes. And it was coincidentally in the time that all of this was going on with regards to the music as well, which is why I said is I. I don't want to say his word. It just feels like it was a miracle, really. Right. Because right. I was also trying to, in that time, figure out my relationship with God and all of that. And that came at that time. So it feels like it was an answer to prayer. It was not just um, figuring out myself in my career. Just in all of the things that were going up in flames, felt like it made more sense when I, when I went away in yeah. that space but also it helped to also put myself in a in a good space with regards to just a better relationship personally not just because i grew up right in the church you took ownership of exactly, it exactly mm -hmm. exactly so mm -hmm. yeah that's that's pretty much my life i want to hear a little bit more about that connection with music did you sing in the choir in church that no, sort of thing i was thing? very shy okay i was very very shy so i never really used to sing in the choir just I love to sing professionally in my bathroom, uh -huh. and then occasionally, <laughs> I I have a very like I said I have a very musical family, so we do the cheesy von Trapp type thing. Where <laughs> we're going around. That's a good doing, reference. <laughs> doing um, house chores, and we just break into song, and everybody has has parts, and we never really recorded wow. it. So that'd be really cool to record it. Yeah, there, like now you have the studio to yeah. do it. You get them, you get the rest of yeah, von Trapps in here. Exactly, <laughs> we used to do all of that, but I never really it wasn't a thing I shared with anybody or like mm. out there. I knew I knew I could sing, but at the back of my mind, I didn't feel like, because I'd listened to music a lot, I didn't feel like my voice was good enough to be professional. Okay. It felt like after listening to the people I sing, me, no. Besides, I'm really shy. I could never do that mm. in front of anyone. Mm. Um, until sometime in 2014, <laughs> it's a funny story. Sometime in 2014, I was in church, and after church, I was leaving. It was like a a uh, uh, first floor type thing. So I was walking down the stairs to go home and I was humming on the stairs. Okay. And somebody just heard me, one of the guys in the choir, who I wasn't really friends with, but I knew him, just circled back and run with so much aggression. <laughs> who was singing? Someone was singing. Someone was singing. I'm like, I, okay, I wasn't singing, I was humming. Mm. And he was like, yeah, you sing, you sing. Oh my God! I'm like, no, he I had don't an sing. Ear for it. Exactly. I'm like, I don't sing. It was uh -huh. like, no. If you were the one humming, you sing, and you will sing. You are going to sing in the choir. So basically, that's how that. Because he kept hounding me every <laughs> single Sunday, <laughs> and my dad is like the pastor, so he actually went to my dad too to put a lot of uh -huh. pressure. So I had to sing. So after like <laughs> two months of now constant, the pastor's coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> Two months of constant hounding. Uh -huh. I was like, okay, fine. And so that's what led me to eventually singing in the choir. Uh -huh. And then before long, my musical journey also kicked off. So yeah, that's how it that went. If I understand correctly, there was a uh, sort of a cover compilation that yes. was the thing that brought you to yes. some notoriety yes. publicly, yes. right? Yes. 
Can you um, explain for people who who aren't familiar with that because it was a video also? Mm -hmm. Was mm -hmm. it a video yeah, originally, was a video. or was it a recording no, first it was a and recording then a video? And then we decided to. Okay, video so can you explain a little bit what what the concept was for that piece and how it was then that you also presented it? Okay, so um, <laughs> prior to that, I had just um, put out a cover of one of the popular songs in Ghana at the time. And that was also also another funny story because like another friend of mine basically hounded me to do work mm -hmm. on that, but yeah, that that came out and it went viral. Okay. So it just felt like everybody was like, oh, "We need to do more. We want more." And so my team at the time that had formed were like, "Oh, how do we step it up above what we just did?" And I I was like, well, "Why not? Why don't we do like a a brief run through from like the fifties because that's when we." 1960, I mean, that's when um, Ghana gained independence. Mm. So from then till now, at that time, um, we just picked some songs and I could do like a really cool um, compilation, yeah. interpretation of it. And they're like, oh yeah, that's, that's a cool idea. So I, I collaborate a lot. I have a lot of musician friends, creators, so we were quite a number. Upstairs, <laughs> you know, we sat and do, we picked the songs and just figured out nice places that we could pick the songs from. and join them together it took a long time to yeah because it feels months. like a single seamless piece yes, of music but actually what you're saying while. is you're you're teasing different <laughs> exactly. pieces of different popular songs through the different exactly, eras exactly it took a very long time but like teamwork makes the dream work that's so right <laughs> yeah it took about a month but eventually we were able to come up with that and then i recorded it i didn't necessarily think it was going to be much of a big deal um, like the way the first one was, but I guess of course it was going to be because people really liked the, the very first the very first cover. So when we shot it, my manager at the time, who's also a filmmaker, decided to shoot a video for it, and then we put that out, and oh, that just went two times, two times over. And people loved it. They said it was very reminiscent of like it was. It felt like a Ghana a Ghanaian music lesson. But like it with music, yeah, it was very creative and yeah, basically and the buzz. I would not believe for one second that you were a shy kid growing up. Very because shy. <laughs> not only are you singing beautifully and presenting yourself in a dynamic way in a very engaging way, but yeah. you're playing like a half a dozen different characters, <laughs> <laughs> these different yes. versions of yourself through yes. the different eras yeah. and and you know with dance moves to exactly. accompany it exactly. and I. I I thought that that was a that was a fun presentation. Oh, thank you. Of, thank yeah, you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. So through this process, you know, coming from from this Christian background and 
you know, the experience of being reluctantly pulled mm -hmm. into the mm -hmm. church. Um, but at the core, it sounds like you really have this this spiritual connection yeah, with making music, I even do. if it's something for yourself. I so, do. so how? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Like, what what goes through you when you feel like you're singing? Do you feel like you're really channeling something? What is it, what is the experience like in your body and in your spirit? Um, quite recently. I mean, for, for a very long time, I wasn't able to articulate it properly until very recently. And I realized that um, my gift as a singer is not meant for me. Mm. It's meant for people. It's meant for, the, like, there are different things that people are going through in their lives, and there's like a, 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 a seasonal message that people need to hear. And it's what my music has been for a lot of people. And mm. I don't even necessarily, I'm not fully aware of it at the time we're making it, but every time it comes out, that's the reaction that I, that always, like people have come up to me and I, sometimes I don't even get what the big deal is because when we're making this music, sometimes I'm just having fun. It's not, I'm not thinking too much about it. Okay. But somebody will hear the song, somebody has seen me and broken down in tears wow. and like, this, you don't know what you've done. You don't. I'm like, okay, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, yeah, I feel like every time I'm, I'm making music, I I try to be very conscious. I, so before before I was able to articulate it, it was like I'm, it's just one of those things I'm doing for fun. But right now I'm very conscious about the whole process because I'm I'm very aware that music is a very powerful tool on yes. its own. And to be the person that is presenting it to people, there people, it's very, it's very, very, and the kind of music I do, especially, there's a, there's, people are connecting to it in a very, very interesting way, and so you need to be very, very aware. Mm. And so it's something that, like I said, I'm trying to get back to making music in a few months. So I need to. It's not just a thing that we just get up and do, even though I love what I do, and it's, there's that. There's it's also important to understand so I it's something I'm I'm I feel like I'm coming into with regards to myself what it is it's, it's it feels like a very spiritual process right and even though it feels like I'm putting out the message and just basically sharing my experiences because that's what the subject matter of my music generally is it's just my experiences or experiences that I'm privy to based on other people's lives if they permit me to share it and um, People draw a lot of comfort and they, they relate to a lot of these things. And so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm blabbing now. No, no, it's yeah. a, I, I get it. And, it, and it, I mean, it, what's interesting about it, it sounds like, is that your experience is different from what some people might assume exactly. a professional musician would, would have, have exactly. where you know you've you've grown up you know with some sort of semi-professional experience singing in a choir or you know you really just wanted to go out and perform but this reluctance seems yeah. like a very unique facet of your journey yeah um and i mean even 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 hearing what you're saying about acting it's like the universe had a calling for exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Honestly, with regards to my career, it just feels like it has been divinely timed, planned, and laid out. Because mm. I haven't actively done anything. It's like I've just been living my life. I was working as a research assistant 
at a TV station and then someone says, no, you should sing, you must sing, you must do a cover. I do a cover. All of a sudden, because I worked in the TV station, somebody saw it and was like, you sing? Oh my God, we're putting this on the news. Tomorrow it's going on TV. I'm like, oh my, no, wow. please. Nobody listens to me. It goes on air. <laughs> People see it. All of a sudden, it's viral. And all of a sudden, I'm a musician. I'm making music. Even with the acting, I'm just sitting there looking for, oh, God, I need, I need something to... And then mm-hmm. I don't know how they even knew me. Mm-hmm. It just happened. So I feel there's been reluctance, yes, but it's why I probably think of music as a calling. Mm. I feel like I, I love it, but like there's something you're supposed to be doing and that you need to be doing. So when... It feels like I'm not really enthused about, you know, just me. Sure. You have to because there's something is doing for someone. So right. it's me coming into that realization properly and like, okay, I'm I'm willing, I'm a willing vessel and I will avail myself and I will <laughs> I will tell the story as I as and when I should. And yeah, people will take what they need to take from it and will be blessed and be yeah. happy and you know, yeah. Let's talk about some of your songs. Um, you have this song, Beginning Again, yes, um, which I think dovetails with a lot of what you're talking about, yeah. these ideas of chapters. Yeah. Um, what are some of the chapters and evolutions that you feel like you've experienced in, in your life? In my life, generally? That were the inspiration for this um, song. Okay, so be- Beginning Again, um, yeah, like I said, the whole project was chronicling my journey with music. The very first song, um, In the Clouds, was my experience with just music when I came in the first time. Um, It's something I really loved, but I felt very aloof (laughs) and and just in the, not grounded, just, okay, we're going with the flow. I felt like a kite, basically, Mm. just in the wind, just going and having fun. It's really fun and it's nice, but like, there's no, there's no, there's no direction. You're just, the wind, wherever the wind blows, you go. And I was still trying to figure out, getting used to like, being in the spotlight, not being the shy person who's now in the spotlight and having to deal with that. And basically that's what the first song chronicles, how that felt, how the internal struggles, you know, which was very you know, minimized at that time, but it started to grow. But like that's how that's, that was the first one. The second one was when it start, started to be a bit loud, because now it felt like the music was, or my my myself as an artist was, I was getting a lot more prominent. 
in the market and it felt like something I wasn't ready for because mm. I hadn't prepared for it. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of internal struggle. It felt almost like I didn't want it. Actually, I did not want it. I, di I wanted it, but I wanted it on my terms. I wanted to, to pace things the way I wanted to do, but it felt like there's so much going on and you have to go because if you, the way music is, if you, as just the whole business of it, if you're not relevant, people drop you and they move. So right. you have to make good use of the, the, moment. the, the moment at mm. that time. But it felt like it was too much and it was really affecting me inside. And I used to have a lot of, I used to lash out basically at my team because it, it, people wanted to move. Yes. And it's a weird place to be because you, you hear about a lot of musicians who are like, been dreaming about this from when they're little and people dream about right, this right. and you have it and it's like you're being some type of way about it it felt almost felt like i was being ungrateful mm. but whilst i was there's also being prepared because those people who have had this dream from when they were very young have been working on it so when the opportunity comes it's like yeah we're ready we're flying but to not have had that ever and to be in that space is a completely different space. And I didn't know how to articulate. I didn't know how to communicate. So it, it, it was just very frustrating within the team. Mm -hmm. And so that's what the second song was about, just the internal frustrations. I, I called that one Smoke and Mirrors. And then after that, it's just cacophony because it was horrible. Now things had blown up. I got very violent. I'm not proud of it, but I used mm. to throw things at people. Mm. I became a very angry person. I'd lash out zero to 100 over the simplest of things because it, was, it had just peaked. And then externally, I'd gotten into bad deals with some music people that I was supposed to be working with. Things were not, there was just expectations and that I wasn't able to meet up with and not being able to communicate certain things with certain people it was just a lot right. so that was like the peak of it and for that one i i called that one the circus because it was just just how a circus would be right. very chaotic right. after that was crash where i completely gave up i'm like i can't do this anymore i got suicidal i got very depressed i'm like i i wanted to just i wanted everything to stop not just musically but personally but thankfully that didn't happen and then utopia was this escape that I was able to have that just breathed a new life into me, brought a sense of purpose again. Because I had given up on music, but I feel like going away to work on something else that I was really, really passionate about. Because I had grown up wanting to be an actor. That's, what, that's, that's the dream I had when I was young. Uh -huh. It wasn't music. So it just felt like a childhood dream that I really wanted to explore as well. But coming back after that, it felt like not only was I doing the work because I went through therapy, it um, just reignited my love for music again. Yeah. And so I made the decision that before music sprung up on me, I wasn't prepared. It was just, I didn't know what was going on and all of a sudden I'm a musician. But now I'm making that decision by myself. I'm deciding that this is what I want to do. And so I am ready. I've been in the industry for a while, so I know what it's like, so I know what to expect. I know what works for me, I know what doesn't. Even if I don't, I know I'm in a much better space to be able to sift through and you know, make better informed, better decisions. So I'm, I'm, basically I'm consciously making that decision right. for myself. And I'm saying I am doing music, but I'm like, nobody's forcing me, I'm not. Oh, I'm not not cajoled into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Here and because so, yeah, you want to be exactly, here. and that's what beginning again is. Is like, okay, I'm 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 here. I'm starting again. I'm 
rewinding the clock. We're doing this music journey from scratch again. But this time I'm present. This time I feel grounded. This time I'm not a kite flying in the wind. I'm here. And I know that it's not going to be easy. I know it's hard. But I feel like I'm in a much better space to be here. And we'll see where the journey goes. Yeah. So that's, that's what the journey has been like for me. So I wonder for you, you know, talking about it, issues of mental health are not easy. No. To put yourself out there yeah. like that. Yeah. I think that um, for this younger generation, maybe it's something that's a little bit easier for people to talk to, uh, talk about and be vulnerable about because yeah. our lives are so much lived out in public, mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. online, on mm -hmm, social media. Mm -hmm. um, but for you, was it was it a scary experience trying to um, uh, to be honest about the depression that you were facing in these very, different chapters? Very. I remember when I was working on the music, and um, it felt like okay, I was ready to make music again, and I knew there were going to be questions on where have you been, what have you been doing? You've not mm. been here for a while, so it felt like oh me kill two birds with one stone mm. by explaining what the journey has been which oh, is what okay. inspired the music but then i had an idea for a short film that i wanted to do and i felt like i would artistically tell the story with my short film and with the music mm -hmm. but my team at the time were like it'd be really good if you do it, did a documentary and I d i'm like i am not doing a documentary because documentary means i have to sit down and i have to actually be vulnerable like i need to talk about these things when i'm writing it in songs you know you can flower it up with yeah. nice concepts and <laughs> you're saying it but like it's padded with a lot of you know flowery beautiful things so <laughs> people, people it doesn't relate, have to be but it literal. doesn't have to be exactly mm. and so I, I was comfortable doing that documentary no Mm. So I remember I was really, really scared, but he felt like it, it, it would be more impactful. It took a while for me to buy into that whole idea, but eventually I did. And I'm so, so, so glad that I did because we've been having screenings right here, screenings for the, pro the documentary, the film and the project and just seeing what the project has done and seeing what it's, seeing people's reactions to it and people reaching out to me to find therapists numbers because they feel mm. they, they weren't aware that they were they didn't, they didn't they weren't aware of what to do but the music had helped them figure it out and now they they feel like they're more centered basically my utopia experience they've had that just by listening to the music or by seeing the documentary or by watching the film and they're starting that journey out for themselves i feel like it was very hard to do that but i'm and it's still scary because when i have <laughs> the screenings is very nerve-wracking because we've watched it and now people are going to throw questions at you to get more in-depth into everything mm. and it's hard to talk about it but i feel more emboldened to do so because i know that it is like i said it's not for me the yeah. music is not about me it's yeah. what it's doing for people and so i feel better about it now i'm being seen as a, some mental health advocate of sorts and which is not what the plan was. <laughs> but I'm very proud because in these parts, it's not something that is very talked about. You mean in Africa? In Africa here, mm -hmm. especially Ghana, it's not something that's very talked mm -hmm. about. We're still, you know, easing our, easing our way into it. So to be some kind of voice in that regard, I'm very proud. Even though it means putting myself on the line <laughs> because there's also some kind of stigma that comes with it. So it's very scary. But like, I'm happy because at the end of the day, there are people, somebody has reached out to me who was close to committing suicide and they 
talk to me because of the project and they now they're doing fine like i just feel like there's a lot that is connecting and it's because of this so it's scary but it's worth it and i focus more on the impact it's having on other people and besides at the end of the day it's also making me stronger because talking about these things has a way of you know acting as therapy for me as well so yeah, it's been it's been an amazing scary but amazing journey mm -hmm. yeah Mama held my hand and she told me I don't mind, don't be so scared Hold your head up high, walk with pride, don't let their tones ever make you bleed They wouldn't even know you cared They wouldn't even know you could see their longing See their need to feel beautiful so take the words, put it in a song And let the world know there's magic in this melanin So take the words, put it in a song And let the world know there's magic in your melanin So talking about these these themes of, of empowerment and self-love and self-care, yeah, yeah. your song I Am Tar, um, you know, it's talking about um, issues having to do with colorism yeah. in a lot of cases. So yeah. talk a little bit about where um, that song came from for you. Okay, so I, I grew up um, very sheltered. Um, I didn't have a lot of people coming in, which is probably why I probably was very reserved because like, my parents didn't even let us go out much. We mm. were like the church house, which was very big, like how it is now. So people used to come. Mm. So I never really went out to people. And the first time I was exposed to outside was boarding school mm. when I was in junior high. And that was the very first time I realized that I was dark skinned. Like I knew I was dark skinned, but nobody's talking about it. My mom isn't talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. But now you're out in the world in boarding school and people are looking at you and making fun of you because of that it just completely messed me up so i was like because now they're mocking you calling you not pretty mm. because you'd be pretty if you were light skinned but now like you're dark so ew like there was all of that going on which really messed with my self-confidence and it took a I, that's at some time i'm not proud of it but i even attempted to bleach i did because i just i was tired of it and i just wanted to fit in and have everybody leave me alone so that i can just be there so it took a while to get my self-confidence back. But working on this song, I felt after I'd, it's, it's all part of the journey, you know, coming into yourself, all those problems and things that you're dealing with. But I felt like at that time, it was important to speak on it um, because it's something that I have struggled with and it's just very empowering. I think I am in a much better place now because I look at myself in the mirror and there's nobody in this world that can tell me that I am ugly. Mm. The problem is probably you, mm. not me. Mm. And it's important to let people know, especially dark-skinned, especially dark-skinned women. Mm. You know, it's not just black people, yes, but like we have, even within the black community, there's colorism, it's not right. just the racism issue. So it's, it's very important to speak on it and using music is very empowering. It's, it's something people relate to. So yeah, I, I decided to put out a project on that. The, the project was actually for somebody else, um, documentary, a group in Switzerland. Okay. We're doing like a documentary on some 
artists and they asked me what subject matter mm. just social issues that i would want to talk about and this this was something i just finished dealing with yeah and so it felt like the perfect time to put that in music and that's how that's how the song came out and you're reclaiming yeah. this exactly. this image of the tar baby exactly which for is me this powerful one of, exactly, racist image exactly because for me once you take the power away from the words and, they, and you wear it more like something that you're proud of then it's not something that can be used to be hurt to mm -hmm. hurt you anymore so it's like you're calling me that okay i am it but now i'm owning it and i'm wearing it with so much pride and so much confidence what, what next you don't have the, basically taking the power and the pain away from that word and owning it and claiming it as something really beautiful mm -hmm. and so yeah that's I'm, I'm i'm very happy that i worked on that song and it also has had um the impact that it's supposed to have had on people so i'm, I'm really i'm really happy i'm happy with the music that i make yeah i can yeah. i can see how empowering yeah. it is yeah. and and <laughs> like you said it, it's clear that it's been a gift for so many other exactly. people exactly. as as well yeah. um i i wonder you know before we get to some of the the music that's also inspired you mm -hmm. um just thinking again about this this idea of utopia and you know what are the what are the places where at this point in your life where you feel the most free where where the where does that sense of freedom and peace come from for you these days um right now it's in my relationship with god to be honest because in as much as i as i'm in a very good space i'm human and you know life is mm -hmm. filled with ups and downs and there are times when things are not exactly going great and i get very I get into this, I'm a, a chronic overthinker, I overthink everything, <laughs> and I worry about the most <laughs> silly, like the silliest of things I can, I literally cannot change, and it gets very burdensome, and I've just realized that, even now, there's just stuff, so many things happening, and it's just easy to just let go, and it's always so peaceful when I pray, or when I have, you know, my devotion, and I have all of those moments, because everything just feels like the burden has been lifted, and I feel a lot lighter mm. to be able to just deal with with things yeah so basically that's one thing music is also there because mm. it's it was that when i was growing up and it's still that for me right now so that's always been there and another place that i've realized is like my happy place is also being on set because <laughs> for me for me it's like escaping into a different character so it's like i get oh, to okay. i get to put a pause on my life yes and i get to be this made up character and just immerse myself there and just you know it feels like i'm running away from my they're not not running running away because I'm, I'm not really running away but it's like a nice escape yeah that you can switch into you. exactly so that's also been really fun it's funny to hear yeah. you say that though because <laughs> when i think of set life for movie production or tv production it's very chaotic. There's yes. a lot of things that's going on. It seems like almost the opposite of what you're talking yeah, about for your prayer, yeah. which is very internal yes. and centering. Yes. <laughs> but yes. I see it. Yeah. Thinking about your, your, what is your your prayer and meditation? What does that look like? If it, what, what is, how does that, you know, that it manifests itself many different ways for different people. So for you, what does that look I mean, like in just, your life? It's generally praying. Um, journaling um I, I write a lot just you know just pour things down and then pray 
um, if, for me, if it works when it feels like I'm talking to God, like a one-on-one -on -one type mm. thing. So I do those conversations. If you probably pass by my room, you think I'm talking, literally talking <laughs> to someone. But like it's it's very just uplifting. And then listening to music and just basking. And I like to play the music loud when it, mm. so that it feels very enveloping. Yes. Surround like a, a whole surround thing. So yeah, that's that's what that's that's usually like for me. talk about some of the music then that you picked that inspires you yes. um you picked <laughs> i miss you so by samara joy and yes. i'm so glad that you picked this song um, my wife and i actually saw her in montreal last oh, year I, I really want to see i love her so it was an incredible <laughs> experience we were at the jazz festival with some friends last summer and we didn't know who she was i think she's something like 19 or 20 yeah. or something like that yeah. and it was a name that we weren't familiar with the moment that she opened her mouth, those first notes, we turned around and we said, who is this? Who, what is this voice? This is an amazing, <laughs> amazing, powerful voice. It was at this open air concert that they had on sort of the main stage. And so we were just so captured by her and we stuck around for the concert. And, and this year we're going to be able to go back oh, again to so Montreal. <laughs> and so we get to see her again. You know, now she's won a Grammy or yeah, more or something yeah. like that. So, so very excited to see that. So, so tell me about uh, how did you encounter her and, and what about this young singer inspires you? Um, I had listened to, I think, a song in passing. I, I hadn't even really clocked that it was her. Or I, hadn't, I hadn't put the name or the person behind mm. it. Just the sound. I listened to a lot of jazz. I grew yeah. up listening to jazz. So once I hear... Music in general, yes, but jazz is what gets my antenna like wow. this. So I'd heard a song and it's like, ooh, played it on repeat. And then after some time, when um, I noticed she was doing a lot of tours around, so on social media I used to see her a lot. I'm like, oh, who's this person? Mm -hmm. And then I heard the voice. I'm like, oh, I know that voice because I've heard the music. And basically is what pulled me to her. And her story and mine, just listening to her interviews and everything, is very, very similar. Mm. Like, we have very similar stories, so it felt like an artist that I really connected to. And just the fact that she does jazz and her insane vocals right. and everything is like, yeah, I'm, I'm sold. I'm such a, huge <laughs> <laughs> such a huge fan. And she's doing so well, being so young. And so, yeah, it's, it's I really huge fan, huge fan of hers. Yeah, I, I think as I listen to her music and, and listen to yours, even though stylistically they're yeah, different, different yeah. I hear echoes of the same influences yeah, that are in yeah, there and yeah. in some of the... Um, yeah, the, maybe the, the, the vocal choices yeah. that you all are making. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very cool thing. Awesome. Well, 
she slid down the hall in her socks and Yale come outside. No, 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 nothing's wrong. I just happen to have a surprise. So we fell through the door like the autumn leaves, and I wrestled my brother down to his knees. Just to watch as her rocket shot into the October sky. There's a picture of us in a layer of dust on the mantle, right by my cigarettes that I smoked since you left. 'Cause you said you had to fly. Another young, beautiful vocalist that you you picked was Yeba, yeah. uh, with the song "October Sky." So, um, tell me about how you how you connect with the story in that song. It's sort of a narrative that's happening in that one. Yeah, that and the song. I think the song was about her mom, who had um, committed suicide, mm. and basically she was right. I I like how she wrote it because if you I, I follow her a lot as well, so I know like listened to her interviews and stuff, so I knew what it was about. But it felt like the kind of thing I would do because mm. when I'm talking about a lot of sensitive things, I like to, f you know, flower it with a lot of ambiguous, beautiful things. So right. you're not really the poetic there, but language. Like, you know what it is if you know. Mm. Like you could get it, or maybe you couldn't. So yeah, I, that's one reason I really love that song. But it's also very, it's just very captivating, and the way she sings it, the way she emotes in the music is just very, very beautiful. And just generally, her artistry. I think she's one of the Best vocals we vocalists we have mm. in our generation right now. So huge fan of his as well. So yeah, that's that's what inspired me about it. Do any of these artists usually come to to Ghana? Have you had a chance for any I of them to come and visit here yet? I don't think so. Yeah, I was just thinking as I'm driving around in, in town, I see some of these old posters that are up. Like Usher was here yeah. and Her was yeah, here and. Yeah. Um, th there, there are quite a number of artists that, that I, it sounds like here. that have been coming here yeah. for different festivals yeah. and yeah. so forth. Is that is that something that you have? have do you go out to to see these shows yeah, when mean, they come there, into there town? There are people I really whose artistry I really love. I don't go out generally. Like mm -hmm. I said I'm still a very quiet person, <laughs> so I just do my gigs and I'm back home. Except maybe a friend comes to pull me out by force <laughs> to go out, <laughs> which I don't even stay out too long. But like when I when these people. Oh, I'm definitely there. I'm <laughs> definitely so. If if Yeba comes here, I am. If there's one person who buys a ticket, it's me <laughs> because I will be there. If Samara as well is the same. So for those kinds of things, yes, I do. I would definitely come up because it's. I feed off it, off from it to just boost my creativity and boost my whole process as well. So yeah. Is there is there a scene for um, young vocalists like yourself that are that are here that are sort of um, inspiring each other? Yeah, it is improving. Um, there are lots of people doing amazing things and are, have you know their eyes on 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 them as well. And so yes, yeah, it's, it's it's great. But in Ghana right now, the popular sound is like Afro pop and Afro beats, mm -hmm. and which is just it's it's in Ghana, it's Nigeria, it's what is you know, crossing over to the rest of the world as well. So that's what's popular, high life as well, and very popular here. But yeah, there's also these other genres that are doing well, not as 
you know, mainstream as we would like, but still doing very mm -hmm. well. And there's definitely a market for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this is this is um, types the type of music that you're making. Also, it sounds like it's it's um, relying on a a you know a, a different type of vocalist. Yeah. You know that is more on the jazz yeah. side of the training yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Do they have jazz festivals that are that yeah, are here? I don't know if it's still running, but I've performed at the Stan Big Jazz Festival mm. like twice or thrice at the time when I was still very active. Yeah, I I I I've not stopped following it for a while, but yeah, mm -hmm. they used to be there. Yeah. yeah, and there are quite a number of other ones as well. I fear the consequence of losing you I fear that somehow I won't be with you I need you to tell me that it's alright No need to fear nothing at all No need to fear nothing at all Because I did it Yes, I did it It's a step in the name of love Love But you see, it's no good for me If it isn't so full for me I gaze a little cause I think of everything Keep me back in heaven for the hell of it You've been so good to me All the things you go through with me A little's not enough, I want your everything Keep me back in heaven for the hell of it Let me hide myself And you had one other artist that was on here that I actually am not familiar with. Oh yes, Ogranya. Yeah. Yes. Um, what can you tell me about him? Uh, where Where is he from? Okay, so he's and, a friend of mine. He's actually like a really good friend. Oh, that's a great. Really good friend of mine. Uh huh. Um, he's Nigerian. Okay. Um, but he's based in Ghana right now, and I just really, really love his music. Um, it's very soulful and there's just something very unique about um, his voice and the way he communicates um, the stories that he's, he tells. So I listen to him a lot. Mm. But maybe I'm biased because he's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's my friend. But yeah, I really, really love his songwriting is amazing. I think his music is also really, really amazing. And people are also catching on to his sound as well. Mm. Even though he's Nigerian, lots of people are catching on um, in Ghana, Nigeria as well. He has a bit of like a niche yeah. yeah, I really yeah. love this. So that ex collaborative experience seems like it's um, an important facet of the exactly. of the yeah, music making. Definitely. Do you think that there's a um, um, a side to that as well that you think is helpful from what you're talking about in terms of mental health and and helping to you know support each other, buoy one another when when they've maybe experienced similar things that that you've yeah, had. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the community we're very close-knit and so in as much as like I know I'm not a very you know social person but like we're very we know each other we know of each other and we we work together I, I love collaborating I never do a song where it's just me mm -hmm. I, I like to work with a lot of people so we've met on several locations and yeah and in talking through issues it's not just mental health issues they're just different things that people, different life experiences and different things that people have gone through that you're just able to share and bond over as you're making music and, you know, connect 
And so yeah, there's, there's definitely that. Yeah. Well, as we're wrapping up, I come back to this title of the series that we're working on, which okay. is called Soul Ladder Music. And the title for this series is drawn from the holy writings of the Baha'i faith okay. that has a writing that says that God has made music as a ladder for our souls. Hmm. And I, wa I, I like to ask our guests, how does that image connect with you, this idea Absolutely. of music being a ladder for our souls? Absolutely. What does that conjure for you? Um, it's, it's, it's conjures up this really beautiful way of like connecting with our selves. Life can be very um, chaotic and you can get lost in the motions and you hardly take time to really notice what is going on, like just mm. be, be, be in awe of just everything that is happening. And I feel like when you listen to music, especially when it's like soulful music, you get to not just not just be present in that space, but like connect with yourself so, and connect with your spirituality. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think I think yeah, that's pretty much the. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Is there sense. is there a um, a parallel idea that you can think of from your Christian tradition that 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 um, also speaks about the power of music or 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 what what that does? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just for me, generally with. Um, the process of making music and what it means to me and people's reactions to it. I feel like, like I said, it's, it feels like a calling. It feels mm -hmm. like every time there's, there's, there's a purpose to everything that I do musically, even when I'm not fully aware of what it's supposed to do. You know, in some, in some churches, music is elevated uh, in worship, in the mm -hmm. worship experience. Mm -hmm. It sounds mm -hmm. like that's yeah, the case in yours. Definitely. And so it sounds like that that the the act of making music is praise, is prayer. Mm -hmm. That, um, you know, it is connected very on a, in a very deep way to, to um, a spiritual experience, yeah? Generally, music... In, especially in churches, like it's it's one of the tools that just evokes the presence of God and just makes you more centered and more aware and more open basically to receive everything that you need to receive. Mm. That's how music and it's what music is for me because when things are chaotic, like I said, I'd play the speakers out play the music out so it feels like it's just very enveloping. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so there's definitely that's I, I feel like that's how it's it translates in, in my experience at least, in, in the Christian faith. Yeah. 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 Good. Well, this has been, you know, such a pleasure to sit and talk Thank to you, you really and to has. hear some of your story. Thank you. And um, Thank you. I'm, I'm excited to see what projects come next from you. Yeah, me too. It sounds like there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of good me things too. in store. I'm super excited. I don't even know what it is, but like, I know it'd be good. Yeah. The yeah. universe will call you for yes. something next. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Great. Thank you very right. much. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was great. Thanks for making the climb with me this week on Soul Ladder Music. You can find Adama's music and selects from her acting work at adomaa.com. And you can find the podcast version of our show on all podcast platforms. As always, I'll have links to all the songs in the show in our episode show notes. 
And be sure to check out the Soul Ladder Music playlist on Spotify for a running list of all the music played during this series. Thanks to Jeff Philosopher for providing our theme music and to associate producer Aiden Keyes, who's holding it down this week at the Smithsonian Folklife Festival. Keep tuning in to WOWD 94.3 FM, Tacoma Radio, for great music and programs seven days a week, streaming online at tacomaradio.org.